prayer in our lives and in our churches reveal whether or not we actually believe the gospel, we have access to God, the God of the universe. I know that I'm believing the gospel when I am prayerful. Um, And so in our churches and in our own individual lives, being prayerful is evidence of gospel centrality. Hello, everyone. Welcome again to another episode of the Gospel Coaching Podcast. I hope you're all having a good week. I am joined by Andy today. You want to say hi? Hi. My name is Andy. I'm uh, one of the pastors at Redeemer. We don't get to say hi to Paul today, though. He's Pastor gone. Paul is not joining us today. He's not with us. He'll be, well, he'll that, be back in the future. Hold on. I was going to say, that sounds today, way more dire. He he's just, busy right now. <laughs> he, has another, he has something else he's doing right now. So he's not able to join us today, but we're glad that you're listening. And we hope this time is encouraging for you. Yeah, and we have a guest. Stephen, you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, my name is Stephen Myers. Glad to be here. I'm uh, the lead pastor of the Well Church in Mustang, Oklahoma. We're a- about three and some change years old. And uh, super grateful to be here with these dudes. Well, I mean, and Stephen, you and I know through Acts 29, yep. Church Planning Network. And this is a little bit of, uh, of, a, uh, of a territory, a, a battle. We do have our subgroup in Acts 29 that are the Redeemer churches in Acts 29. Yes. And I feel like an, a young upstart are the well churches in it, Acts 29. That's such a good and, point. And they're growing. Yeah. And I'm just letting you know. But y'all are like networked though, right? I, I was going to say, well, that's only because of Lubbock. Like I get I get, I get, get credit for Dusty. Me yeah. hanging around with Dusty, but yeah. we're not from Dusty. Okay. So up in Stillwater, they, Redeemer they're Stillwater, from, yeah, yeah, right. there, there is an actual network yeah. that does it. But it's a little bit of a Bloods and Crips kind of thing. It really is. So I met understand. like Tyler Wilson, who who planted the Well Church that probably everybody knows about. Well, uh, well he Oklahoma. actually was on the podcast. He's also on the podcast. Okay, so, so way smarter than me. He does not. He typically does not know what to do with me because when we're together, I'm just like being ridiculous. You're the muscle. And he's, he's like, learned. "Do you want to talk about John Owen now?" <laughs> And, uh, and I'm like, no, I want to talk about John Cena, right? So like, he has no idea really what to do with me, but I love that guy. And we met at an Acts 29 event and, uh, someone was like, Hey, they're planning the well church. He's like, no, we're planning the well church. I was like, no, let's do, no, we're planning no, the well there's church. A lot of them. And, uh, it's funny. I had a guy say like, from my church in, in Weatherford, I was on staff at First Baptist Church in Weatherford. Okay. And when they were planting us, they were like, you're going to call it the well church. I, he said, I did a Google search and there's other well churches. Um, how how will they know which one is which? And I was like, Do you know how many First Baptist churches <laughs> there are in the world? Like, we'll just we'll just attach our city name to yeah, it. It'll, it'll be work. okay. Well, we'll figure it out. So, but, but yeah, we got to know each other through Acts yep. twenty nine and yep. just being able to to pray for y'all and and you're just a constant encouragement to the network. Thanks for being a part of it. Absolutely, and, and we're for y'all. And so this time is kind of a time of us getting together with other pastors and being able to to honestly share your work. It's like I want to take kind of what you've been going through, what you, mm. you've been leading your church through, and honestly, let Redeemer hear about it. Let our listeners hear about it, because it does two things. Number one, it gives us a heart for the churches in our our, our, uh, our, our community, in our state, in our nation, in our world, and go, man, God's working. And that's yeah. such a beautiful thing. It helps us with perspective. Yeah. But the second thing it does is, I love that I get to have friendships like this Yeah, and you're wired a little bit differently and you're talented and gifted. And I get, I appreciate that you're sharing that gift with us to encourage us and kind of challenge us. And so sure. kind of during this time, uh, how's the, the, y'all been doing a few different 
different things even that that COVID's kind of uh, shifted mm-hmm. y'all in. So give yeah. a kind of a quick synopsis of of how that's kind of affected the well and muscle. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So we've COVID um, has been difficult, but it's been a grace. Uh, and I don't mean that flippantly in terms yeah. of like, I know it's, it's been really hard for a lot of people. Um, uh, but in terms of just like, uh, what we were talking about earlier, um, just stripping things back and like, man, what, yeah. what is essential? Um, the gospel and Jesus. And those so, so being able to lean in there, we were, we were in a good spot in terms of, um, attendance and all that kind of stuff, growing church, young church in Mustang school district. And well, then and what are Cause we, we've went through that phase too. So yeah, where yeah. were, what phase were y'all in? Yeah. So we were like, in terms of like numbers and stuff like that, no, we're no, like, no, like what were y'all, where were y'all gathering? Oh yeah. Yeah. So, so we were at a school, Yep. we we've were at a, there, we yeah. were at a, a intermediate school, fantastic school. Uh, the principal at that school is literally the nicest person maybe That's on awesome. planet earth. That's great. Like prayed yeah. for us, cared for us, all that kind of stuff. Like, cleaned out closets so like we could have awesome. storage like weird like what just such like, a cool partnership where yeah you, man you we go, had, hold on we want to bless you and they're yes they're like hold on here's empty yes. space on sunday that you can use amazing and it's like really just cool. so josh kind. actually joined redeemer because he when he <laughs> moved to, to norman right yeah i had a friend who was working at a church that was setting up on like YMCA. And so okay. I don't know what I searched on Google, but something about like churches that don't have buildings <laughs> and yeah. Redeemer was meeting yeah. at elementary school. And we were meeting at elementary yeah. school doing set up and tear down. So we've kind of been there. So y'all were yes. doing that. Doing it was that. kind of a fun thing. It yeah. gives you a lot of time together. Like our soundboard was set up on a lunch table. You know what I mean? That's like awesome. no booth, like just pro- pro- yeah. plop down one of those uh, <laughs> lunch tables. It was perfect. <laughs> Extra seating there too. Yeah. Uh, no, so we were doing that, and then COVID hit, and 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 yeah. um, they needed us to vacate premises, which is completely understandable. Yeah, Would have yeah. made the same decision. Like that, that wasn't even their call. That was the yeah. district saying, "Man, this needs to happen." Um, so we, uh, long story short, we we developed a partnership with a church in the school district, a Baptist church that has a that they have a nice building, and uh, we started doing our online services there. Yeah, and then that turned into them letting us gather there That's four p.m. Um, in that space. So we've changed locations, changed times. 4 p.m. is, it is what it is. Well, um, yeah. But how, what a cool thing that a church said, hold on, this is God's space. How yeah. can we use it for God's ministry yep. and allow y'all to be able to do that? Yeah. But then once again, we, we know in the church planning world and just in our culture, 4 p.m. Sunday is that, that's just different. It yeah. doesn't feel like that's when yeah, we have a lot of young families with little yeah. kids. And so we're trying to like thread the needle of like when's nap time and After when's nap, bedtime and dinner and all this dinner. kind of stuff. And <laughs> yeah. uh, I just don't think there's a perfect afternoon time. You know what I mean? We're like looking at other churches, what 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 could work. Um, but our people have been been great just in terms of That's flexibility. Great. We have some people who, who are not quite ready to come back. Mm-hmm. And so they live stream and, and they're still connected to us. And then we have some people who are there and – uh, so yeah. our church has really been fantastic in terms of just flexibility and, and, um, serving and we have, we just have great folks. Like, well, I, I've said this a few times and I'm kind of, I'm kind of leading you to the area that we, we kind of talked about, yeah. but, uh, I've had a few people say, what's it been like? And I go, mm-hmm. the only, the only thing I can connect it to in the history of Redeemer is I feel like I've planted Redeemer three additional times yeah. this year. Yeah. And I was like, okay, we have all these things that we do. Never mind. Let's throw them all up. That's What's right. important? All right. How do we do this when we don't gather on yes. Sunday? Then a few weeks later, all right, how do we keep doing that? But then how do we gather when it's safe? All right. Well, when do we do kids? Okay. And Norman's like, 
now 40,000 college students showed back up. Okay, what are we going to do now? You know, <laughs> yeah, that's right. And it's just this constant, the, so many of the constants that yeah. you have went away. And so it's a constant flux. And, and mm-hmm. that we talked about it, kind of a stripping away of, of these things that we normally do that help, that are good things. But at this time, it, it, we're really limited in being able to do it. Yeah. And in this time of just turmoil, Mm-hmm. And so really where is that – what I want to kind of lead you to is, is some of the things you talked about is what have you then trusted upon? What has that mm. shaken you – yeah. you've been shook down to the kind of the core. What mm-hmm. have you found at that core? Where has God been faithful and, and, and kind of leading you and leading the well? Yeah. Well, I'll start with like there, there's been so many things crammed into the space of like seven, eight months mm-hmm that pastors have had to deal with and navigate. And so for your listeners, like I hope they do like uh, uh, appreciate you guys and the way that you're leading because this has been hard. And typically people who don't have to lead anything have the most complaints. And so anybody who leads anything has knows that this has been a difficult season. Uh, People who who don't really have to make those decisions. Like it's just, it's just hard. Right. And so you have not only COVID, but you also have election and you also have, uh, um, racial issues yeah man that that was really really hard and like and so to say not what should be non-controversial things to your people about the imago day and and the way we ought to empathize with folks and the way that we ought to weep with those who weep and mourn with those who mourn uh rejoice with those who rejoice for whatever reason feels political to some folks about like man when this happens and someone is uh murdered and and then you make a statement about like man this should bother us and it's like hey but i'm not i'm not making a political endorsement yeah. here like we're just talking about what what does the bible call us to be so there's all sorts of those decisions and things that you're having to navigate and so for me um i ran really really hard i'm wired to just to just like grind okay. you know what i mean like so i'm when covid hit um we had like an actually nine call whatever where where we were kind of encouraged like man being be, be contacting your folks like stay connected and i'm like we're gonna do everything every single day right so i'm gonna do a podcast i'm gonna do devotional we're gonna do all this kind of stuff thinking people were just gonna be sitting at home bored right um ha 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 that's not how that played out (laughs) at all and so i'm trying to do all this stuff and i'm getting tired uh, and i don't recognize it because you're just kind of going right and um and so the whole like for months and months and months i'm just working and grinding and not sabbathing and not resting and not doing all this kind of stuff. I'm doing a lot of things for God, uh, but, but not necessarily in communion with him, which is by the way, a very dangerous place to be. Well, and you get locked in that work time. That's right. And and there's times when we need to push. I was sitting with a few pastors this morning and they were like, remember how we're like, Oh, okay. Everything's shutting down, but you know what? We'll just really aim at Easter and we'll just be back by Easter. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. And then everybody starts laughing. We're like, yeah, uh, Christmas is yeah, <laughs> like Christmas yeah. is right around the corner, and you you kind of go, oh well, I can push for a few weeks. Yeah. Well, I'll just keep push, pushing a few more weeks, and so you click in. Yes. And you you're really cashing in a lot of that space and communion with God and those things. Mm-hmm. And there's always a natural time. Sometimes, like last week, we had an ice storm, and one of our pastors just was like, all right. I'm going to go get a whole bunch of people. We're going to try to be able to help people out. We scramble. That's actually yeah. a good and godly and holy thing. That's right. Yeah. We can't live there. Right. And this is kind of, and so you kind of got yes. caught in a little I got bit caught into loop. a frenetic pace of, mm-hmm. I got to do everything. Yeah. I got to be everything. Um, 
really like trying to be Jesus, but I'm just terrible at it. Right? Like I'm just <laughs> he's bad much at, better it. at it. Than he, he is than super you. good at yeah. it. Uh, so I, so the funny story is um, not too long ago, uh, a couple months ago, my my little I have a rat terrier and he's he's he is what he is. Um, he I took him outside at four in the morning. He had to go, you know, pee. Um, and uh, I hear some barking, whatever. He he comes back, runs back. He's an inside dog. He runs in. Immediately, the house fills up with skunk smell. Dude got sprayed by a skunk in our backyard. We don't live in the country. <laughs> we live in a residential neighborhood in the suburbs of Oklahoma City and Mustang School District. He gets sprayed. 4.30 in the morning. Um, man, and this was just the Lord used that to expose me. Okay. Uh, I lost my mind. Just lost my mind. He runs in. Uh, I'm, I start yelling at him. Um, because apparently he understands English and, and so and I'm yelling at him. Actually gets rid of the skunk spell. It gets you? rid of this. It's very effective. Uh, he gets in my bed. So I'm yelling at him. Then he runs in and jumps in my daughter's bed. And then I'm like, dude, I'm, um, uh, you, if you, if you were to watch a video, you would say that dude's an unbeliever. Like that dude does not know Jesus. Right. Like I'm just losing my mind. I wake up both my girls, uh, who I have a one year old and a five year old. They're freaking, dad's freaking out. They're like nervous. My wife's like trying to calm everything down. My eyes are watering. Like if you've ever had a skunk yeah. smell, like, like it's not like running over one. Like that's yeah. bad. Um, having a skunk smell in your house, like primary contact, unbelievable. That's anyways, that's a different story for a different time. Um, so you moved houses. So we moved, burned it all down. No. Uh, so, so man, the, I just lost, lost it. Yeah. And uh, my wife ends up sitting me down. Well, she first, she kicked me out of the house. She goes, sit on your truck bed. You got to calm down. Uh, she's a grace to me. Her name's Jonna. She's amazing. Um, and then, and then she, yeah, no doubt. She, she sat me down. She goes, hey, this was kind of a dumb thing. I would hate to see what you're like when, when it's something that actually matters. And, and I was like, what? This mattered? Like what? You know what I mean? Like got defensive and, and, and she's like, you're burnt out. You're tired. You need help. And so like. By God's grace, we have some great dudes in Acts 29. Reached out that day. Mm-hmm. Uh, talked to one of our mutual friends, Josh Curry. Yeah. Uh, and, and just got to take some time. And so um, my church was gracious. I had some friends fill in the pulpit. Um, and just took a couple of weeks off to process and pray and do those types of things. And so to answer your question, like that was a turning point for me. Real, real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You and I, there's, there's some similarities that you're going to have. Yeah. And to me, I think it is so fascinating how we continue to preach to our people. Yes. God's grace is mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And we act like God's grace is not there for us. Yeah. You're like, I got to grind. I got to grind. I got to grind. Yeah. Honestly, that's a lie that that's you right. believed. That's right. Because you didn't grind. No. For three weeks, you're like, I'm gone. Yeah. It's it and was your church was fine. The healthiest thing that probably happened for our church. I think honestly, like it's a, our I, church did not need me to be redlining, yeah. uh, irritable, yeah. or the pastor yeah. kind of described me as a simmering pot, like yeah. like just unhealthy, like not yeah. present, uh, all that kind of stuff. And and I think that's important for pastors to be able to verbalize and say, like, I mean, we're humans with limitations. Yeah. And when we try to step into a realm that we weren't created to like step into, it doesn't go well. So I, I'm always reminded of Zach Eswine. I don't know if you've read his book. Um, I can't even remember the title of it. What's that book about? A uh, good grief. We're gonna find it. Pastor? Yes, the imperfect pastor. Yeah. Thank you. Good grief. Uh, he has a line in there of like, you weren't meant to repent 
for not being omniscient or omnipresent. You were, you were meant to repent because you've tried. Yeah. And I just think that so that came to my mind after that experience of like, man, I am trying to be all sorts of things that wow. either I'm not gifted in or I'm just limited as yeah. a human being. Like I just You're don't, I just being. can't do it. Yeah. Uh, and I think this year's has been a good lesson for that. So to, to boil it all down, like everything stripped away, like where, where do we end up with this? Like the Lord has used this season in my life personally, but I also think in our church to bring us back to like just the fundamental basic, like, like idea of we have to be a praying people. Amen. We have to be a praying people. Like yeah. if everything else is gone, no building, no comfy chairs, no, no, whatever. Like what do we have? And we have the Lord. We have the Lord. Like we still get to speak to the yes. creator of the universe. Yes. That can't be taken away. That can't be quarantined. That can't be That's right. destroyed. That's we right. We have that. I, 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 a few years ago, I got to the point where I was getting close to burned out. Yeah. And what my counselors, they walked with me, they kind of walked me through stuff and they said, Andy, you need to go sit down on a bench and say, what does it mean for God to love me? Mm. And I'm like, well, I know God to love me. I know. And they're like, right. no, no, no. Sit and let God speak to you. Yes. Because that's the, the, the great good news of the Bible is that God reveals himself. That's right. And in prayer, we get to commune with God. That's right. And so, it's a, so I'm so glad. I'm so glad for the grace of a skunk. Yes. To remind you of that. Because that's, that's right. the good news for you that we need to. Remember no, it's that. a bittersweet so providence, man. That, that, that uh, yeah. is the aroma of life to some, aroma of death to, uh, to others. And, and it was. And, uh, <laughs> that's great. Uh, uh, no, man. It, but, but I look back on that and, and, and our friend Josh actually said this in the meeting I had with him. He's like, man, I think you're going to look back and see this as like a providence of God. Yeah. And in the moment I was like, no, man, I just stink. Mm. Uh, but now it's like the Lord used that um, in, in my life to bring me back to like to him. Right. Yeah. And like dependency and yeah. and resting in him. And, and spending time in prayer and, and conversation. My wife has been really instrumental in that. My wife has this beautiful, yeah. like, conversational prayer life with the Lord where she's just constantly talking to him. And, like, it's such a, she's such a beautiful soul and, like, so helpful to me in that. Because for a lot of pastors, and I'm, I'm, I'm that way too, I go academic real quick with a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I go theoretical real quick with, like, okay, what – and, and what's so beautiful about the idea of prayer is, like, like we have a heavenly Father who wants to talk with us. And there's this, there's this quote, I'm going to butcher it, but Tim Keller's book on prayer, I would encourage your folks to, to read it if they have it. It's, it's dense, but it's worth it. Um, he has this, his line about like, um, uh, when we immerse ourselves in scripture, um, we're actually uh, continuing a conversation with prayer when it comes to prayer. Yeah. Prayer immersed in scripture is the continuation of a conversation that God himself started. Yeah. And it's when those things are wedded that we actually experience God. Wow. And so Christianity is not just believing a set of principles or ideas, uh, believing certain things and truth statements yeah. and the things that Jesus said matters. Like we need that. Christianity is about actually communing with the God of the universe, which can happen only through the blood of his son, Jesus, but we're empowered by the Holy spirit. And now we have an invitation. Like this is mind blowing. We have an invitation through his word, through his spirit to actually like speak to him. Yeah. Right. And so that's what prayer is. And so this is like, this is so foundational, but game changing for me 
and for yeah. our church. Well, and that's so. Why were you working so hard? Yeah, I was working hard because I the was good reasons. Because there's good reasons. Yes. Why be, were the good reasons? Yeah, the good reasons, man. I want to see people come to Jesus. Yeah. Uh, I want to see our church grow and be healthy. Yeah. You, you uh, care I want to be able to plant. Yeah. Care about our people. I want to plant other churches. I, I want people who are dealing with things to to feel like they're seen and loved and all yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Which I know where you're going with this. It's like, man, God is way better at all that than I am. Yeah. You know what? What's the key to all those things? Yep, prayer. prayer. Yeah, prayer. <laughs> like, prayer for those folks. God interacting with those people. And when so it's, it's so beautiful. Yeah. You, you mentioned earlier talking about God's working all things together for the good. That's right. That's what to me. That's what just opens my heart and just fills yes. me with joy when I go. God, even when I do mess up or I get off track or I go a different direction, you end up redeeming. Mm. This whole situation yeah. and actually what's good for you and your heart is actually the best and the good for your church. Yes. And so how are you reminding and kind of leading your church yeah. from that point, from yeah. that, that, you know, well, l- actually, let me get to that one. So I'm going to ask two yeah. questions. Okay. The first one is, what does that look like? Just practical things for you. Yeah. How, how have you been able to be more prayerful just practically? Mm. But yeah. then number two, then how do you, have you led the well to do that? Are, yeah. are attempting to, or kind of wanting. Yeah, to. I think I think we're in the attempting to stage yeah. right now. Um, I think for me, so I, I took I took time away, right, um, and, and just kind of enjoyed the presence of God. As a matter of fact, like uh, so, I went out to Roman Nose, okay, um, and and did a solo trip, which I was just by myself, and and went hiking quite a bit, and just was intentional about, and I was going to pray. Yeah. Um, and so I spent a lot of time in God's word and in prayer. So praying through God's word. And, and I think that's a really important discipline for folks. I know spiritual disciplines, are, people have a weird relationship with that. Spiritual disciplines are what allow us to experience God and, yeah. and experience the freedom of a relationship with him. Um, it's, it's, so I, I was out there hiking and I'm not very much of an outdoorsman, uh, but it was so good for my soul. And, and, and so I just spent hours and hours in his word and then reflecting and praying. Um, and that's, that's had some beautiful carryover. I actually had a moment and I know we're mostly Baptist, um, uh, but, but where I just experienced the tangible presence of God, uh, in, in, in the, maybe this is cliche, maybe it's not, but like just in, in the, uh, in the woods there, I was just praying, got caught up in the spirit, experienced the tangible presence of God. He's, he's speaking to me. And it was just this beautiful, like in that moment, dude, like had no concern for the, for the things of the world, had no desire for sin, had no desire, like. I just wanted him yeah. like, and it was this moment that I've, that I've never experienced what well, in a long time at least. Yeah. And it was the Lord, like just, just stirring my affections for him and like giving me real peace. And like all of these things that we desire, like are found in him. And he's not playing a cosmic game of hide and go seek. And, and he's not doing this thing where it's like, I think this is for a lot of our people. And I would, I would imagine for years too, there is this, um, theology of of uh, workspace self righteousness whatever where, where we tend to and it's so embedded in our communities and in, in, in Bible Belt this is Bible Belt theology cultural Christianity right this idea that we have to prove ourselves worthy to be able to experience God right or or I, I've said it this way to our church like all of us could articulate that God loves us when He saved us like we know John yeah. three sixteen yeah. like yeah God God loves me. But somewhere along the way, we've believed the lie that we have to do things to keep God loving us. Like now it's on us, yeah. right? That was enough to get saved, but now yeah, yeah. Know now, now it's, it's kind of on me. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, which is not how 
God's covenantal love works at all, right? Um, God's love is lavished on us. Ephesians 2, like, he has great love for us. Uh, He is rich in mercy. You see all throughout Old Testament, New Testament, like God's relational heart and his loving heart for his people is far beyond anything that we could earn. Like, even if... Even if we really believe sincerely, like I have to earn, we couldn't, we couldn't earn how much he's willing to love us. Like it's, it's just, it's just over the top. And so I think, um, have you read the book gentle and lowly? Oh yeah. 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 One of my, one of my favorite parts about when I think we might mention that every podcast, don't we? John? (laughs) We mentioned it every Sunday. You should be reading that book. Uh, but the idea of your testimony and the testimony of all of us is a God if I may use your illustration a bit, while we are stinking with the smell of skunk, that's right. God's coming to us to reveal Himself and make the things of this world go away. Yes, like you said, I'm on this time because this happened, and it, you see God working. Yes, to be able to how how hard does God work to reveal Himself to us? Mm. And prayer is that moment mm-hmm. where we realize the truth that he's revealing himself does. He's constantly revealing and caring and loving us Yeah. while we are yet sinners in yeah. our sin. In our, and, yeah. and so it's not, we're never earning it. He's actually drawn and attracted to reveal himself when we actually don't believe it. That's right. And that's what prayer does is it reminds us of the thing that we can't see with our eyes. Yeah. But that is true, that God is there. Well, and I think, and I've been thinking about this the last several weeks, how prayer in our lives and in our churches reveal whether or not we actually believe the gospel. Okay. Um, and, and what I mean by that is like, um, we have access to God, the God of the universe, the God who is sovereign over every nation, the God who knows all the stars and made them, the God who is working all things together for good, like this transcendent magnificent, glorious God who's also very, very near to us. Um, We have access to him through the blood of Jesus, right? This is why we say in Jesus' name we pray. It's not like a nice, tidy way to, I mean, it's a great way to close a prayer, but it's also like literally we can come confidently, Hebrews tells us, to the throne of grace in our time of need, not because we've merited in ourselves Mm -hmm. like the ability to come to the sovereign over the universe who is perfectly righteous and unstained, like, we come confidently because of the merits of another, namely Jesus, right? Yeah. And we're empowered by the Holy Spirit. We've been given the gift of the Holy Spirit to be able then to pursue him and to desire him and to pray. And so I know that I'm believing the gospel when I am prayerful. Mm-hmm. I'm disbelieving the gospel when I'm refusing to pray. So like something happens, right? You find you're, you're worried about something, you're stressing out about something. Uh, things are going out of control. It's like a 2020, right? Yeah. Um, uh, I'm disbelieving the gospel when I refuse to pray because I believe that I've got to be enough and I've got to do it. I've got to be yeah. able to save myself or fix the situation or whatever it might be. Um, and so at, in our churches and in our own individual lives, being prayerful is evidence of gospel centrality. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And yeah. I think this is so important. I think this is a paradigm shift for a lot of for our churches is because, because in Acts 29, one of the things we all want to be is gospel centric. Yeah. This is, we call everything gospel centered, whatever. Yeah. Um, we're in a gospel centered 
room doing a gospel-centered podcast, right? This is called the Gospel Coaching this is go- Podcast. Yeah, yeah. which is fantastic. Like, there, we shouldn't apologize for wanting to be gospel-centered. <laughs> yeah, there, We do not want to apologize for being gospel-centered. But how, but, we, how do we do that? Yeah, and, and, and you've heard that, I mean, if we call everything gospel-centered, then not, like, are, what are we actually believing? Or is that just a nice little phrase because it's our tribe and whatever, whatever else? And I think one of the one of the clearest indicators of whether or not we're truly walking in and believing the gospel, that Jesus is our redeemer. Someone should name their church after that. Um, <laughs> is if we're a praying people. Yeah. Well, so like at, like at Redeemer, yeah. our, our, little, our little reminder line is that all of life is redeemed. Yes. By the life, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Like, so good. And and to me, what kind of applying what you're talking about and how you've been kind of leading your church yeah. to Redeemer as I go, one evidence of that all of life is redeemed is that we are a praying people about all of life. Yeah. Whatever is struggling, whatever you're struggling for, whatever you're hurting, whatever you're nervous about, we pray. And I think so many times we don't because we're like, well, this doesn't matter to God. Yeah. No, but we say all of life yeah. That's right. is redeemed. Which I love that because going back to that gentle and lowly, seriously, if you're tens of tens of listeners haven't read that book, it's so good. Like <laughs> all of life redeemed means like God loved you at your worst. Exactly. Right? Like exactly. And and what's so like what's been so beautiful about meditating on the love of God. Because I think a lot of Christians again can quote the verses about yeah. God's love, but like, do you experience the love of God? Yeah. Many of us don't because we're trying so hard to earn his love. That you never experience that. Or we're trying to be a version of ourselves that we actually aren't. God doesn't love the pretend version of you. God loves the actual version of you. And so when we can own those things, I'm not saying be okay with your sin. We need to be repentant of our sin and confess our sin because that's where healing and freedom is actually found. Um, But when you can like own who you actually are, it's in those dark secret, like I want to hide that places where the love of God is actually directed. And I think when, when we can help our people by God's grace, come to find that the love of God is is like tractor beamed there. Yeah. Like then we create an uh, environment in our churches, in our groups, in our families where, where we can have like holy vulnerability before one another and before God. Yeah. And when we're at that place, then we see how dependent we are, actually are upon the Lord. Yeah. And it's in the place of desperate dependency that we're going to be turned into a praying people. Right. Yeah. And so I think all of that has to like, we, we have to remind ourselves of the good news of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. That's why it's so important for us to be gospel centered. And, and to me, man, I feel like we could do a whole series on prayer and, yeah. and I appreciate, I appreciate your, uh, your honesty and your, your vulnerability, which I think you get because God loves and accepts yes. the skunk smelling you. Yeah. And the skunk smelling me. Yeah. And we got to be able to share those things. That right. as pastors, we're not, we're not perfect. Right. We're just pointing, pointing you to the forgiveness that we have, the, yeah. the, the, the prayer life that we have. Yeah. And, and, and to me, my favorite thing of this is we're just kind of wrapping this up is just this idea that I want to kind of point out to our people. I think so many times we think about prayer is, the point where we go and we petition God for stuff. Mm. And through this whole conversation, 
that wasn't what prayer was about. Right. Prayer was about communing with God. Now I, yes. we can we can ask God stuff, but where we ask and request from God is from the place that He is conversing with us. That's right. Where we're accepted yeah. in love. And the petition is made uh, out of a posture of being a son or daughter of God. Exactly. So God is exactly. not um, waiting for us to get our stuff together or punch in the right whatever formula. It's not a vending machine, right? Yeah. All, he well, is a And we father. think we've got to have our works that we put the money in That's and right. Right, we hit the right number. Okay, That's we right. get that. No, it no. is a presence. Yes. That, that prayer is the presence of God. It's the, the and I love the, how you say it is the expression of the gospel. Yes. It is when we pray, when you, whoever's listening to this, when they say, dear God, the God of the universe is communing with them. Yeah. That's what, I think yeah. that's what prayer is. Yeah. And I think the more we see that, it kind of sounds like even your wife, it becomes, we pray without ceasing. Yes. We're like, hold on, this becomes, this becomes a communal thing that that's we're right. walking around a, and yes. God's involved in everything that we do. Yeah. And so that's the encouragement I'd have for our, our people listening to this. Yeah. What's one other encouragement kind of you would give, yeah. uh, give to me or, or give to, to Redeemer? Yeah, I would to, say, I would this. say when it comes to prayer, we're going to, we're going to not be very good at it. There's probably a lot of your people who feel like big failures. Yeah. And so this, this goes, so when it comes to the gospel, I think a lot of us think of the gospel in terms of what Jesus has done. Jesus died on the cross. Yeah. Jesus rose again. There are no, there are no bones in a tomb somewhere in the Middle East. Like he is our risen savior who is ruling and reigning over all things sitting at the right hand of God. Right. Um, so, but we think of the gospel in terms of what Christ has done. But the question is, what is Jesus doing right now? And here's the answer. He's praying for you. Wow. Hebrews tells us that he lives to make intercession for you. So my friends at Redeemer, if you feel like a failure when it comes to prayer, and you feel like you're not doing it very well, the good news is your Savior is actually praying really, really good prayers for you. Yeah. Yeah. And he's inviting you to join him. So this isn't like a another, I got to be better at this. I got to learn how to do this. Do learn how to do it. Do grow in this. Ask your pastors to help you in this. Do this in your regroups. Pray together. Um, I would encourage, I'm gonna, I, I don't know what your service looks like. Like at, at the Well Church, we're incorporating a lot of, a lot of times for prayer because I think we've uh, the church just historically has drifted away from that. Mm. Uh, it's been things that we do before and after the sermon or before at, or at the end of the at, at the service. I think prayer needs to become more central to the service, and it might be boring to some people who don't know the Lord. But guys, we got to remember we're talking to the God of the universe, like, and He hears us. Yeah. And our prayers, uh, our prayers are actually the the thing that God is using to do things that wouldn't otherwise happen in our lives, in our churches. Like what an incredible partnership we have in the gospel with the God of the universe. But I think the most incredible thing is that at your worst, at your best, when you're struggling to pray, when you're killing it in prayer, Jesus is actually interceding for you right now. And the Holy Spirit yeah. is at work in you. Wow. So so I think, I think the encouragement I would give to your folks is to chill and to rest <laughs> yeah. and to trust that like, Amen the Jesus that you're trusting for, for your eternity is also the Jesus you can trust for your today. Yeah. And he's making you into the man or woman that, that he wants you to be. And he delights in you now. Yeah. Um, and, and man, he's inviting us yeah. to experience more of him in his presence. And that the Bible says is where the fullness of joy is found. Amen. And today, right now, as you're listening to this, as it ends, pray. Pray.
cry out to God. He's there and he's waiting to reveal himself to you. Mm. And that's yeah. where we can do it. Thank you so much for this Absolutely. time. Absolutely. Such a great. a great encouragement.